0: Thanks for joining us on Our Father's House's weekly podcast, A Place to Find God. Each week we bring you a sermon from our Sunday services where you can be uplifted and
1: grow in Jesus on the go. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online by going to ofhorangeburg.com. We'd love to get to know you. Now let's get to this week's message.
0: Come on, give the Lord a praise, everybody. Come on, give him a praise like you love him. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, that's it. Put those hands together and tell him thank you. Praise the Lord. The psalmist said, I will bless the Lord at all times. And what his praises shall continually be in my mouth. Come on, somebody. Put some praises in your mouth on today. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, he deserves our praises. He deserves the glory. He deserves the honor. That's it. Praise and praise and praise him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we bless you. We bless you. Come on, somebody. Oh, come on. That's it. Bless him. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all of his benefits towards me. Come on, somebody.
1: Oh, bless
0: him, bless him, bless him, bless him, bless him. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Look at your neighbor and tell him, said, neighbor, he deserves the glory. Come on, look at him and tell him like you mean and Say so he deserves the glory. I don't know about you, but none of us would be here today had not it been for the grace and the mercy of God. You're not here because of who you are. You're here because of who He is in your lives. And we should always give. Abbas, we should always give God praise. Amen. The Bible said, "Praises are comely." For the upright in other words praises <laughs> amen for the people of God and I would take it a little bit further praises in order for all of us amen because it's God that bids our golden moments to roll amen we bless the Lord on this morning you may be seated if you can we bless the Lord on this morning we appreciate God for allowing us to be back in the house of the Lord once again Amen. David said this. He said, I was glad when they said unto me, What? Let us go into the house of the Lord. And I love the way David said it. He didn't say, I was glad after I got there. He said, when we started talking about going to church, Amen. I got the glad glass down on the inside. Amen. And it's one thing about we know that when we're going to the church, we're going to receive. Of the Lord so we are excited about being here today we thank God for our praise and worship team come on put their hands together for them amen praise God we thank God for our musicians for playing so beautifully on the instruments give the Lord a praise for them amen we honor the Lord I trust that God will send a word today that will help us move further inside of his will and his purpose. Father, we bless you today. We thank you, God, just for who you are in our lives. We understand, God, that we would be nothing without you. So we are always dependent upon you, regardless of what we have attained. God, we are still dependent upon you. So we stand here today depending on you to speak to our hearts. Speak to our hearts. We ask you that you would release the power of your spirit in this room on today. That you would meet the needs that are represented here on today. Rebuke the devil right now in the name of Jesus. And we declare, God, that your will and your purpose will be performed in uh, our lives. We bless the Lord. Amen. Right now. Come on, somebody. Put those hands together and tell the Lord thank you amen thank you brother glenn amen somebody else other than brother glenn put those hands together and tell the lord thank you amen praise god amen i love the lord i don't know about you but i love the lord amen do you love him amen do you love him amen praise god i love the lord on this morning um i am 74 years old and um i'm glad because over these 74 years that i've been alive there have been some ups and downs but believe you me as i peep from behind the curtain i can see the hand of god in my life amen i'm not here because i'm so smart i'm not here because i was born into the perfect family i'm here simply because of god's grace and his mercy. My foolishness had put me in places that I could have been taken out, but the hand of God covered me. Amen. So I thank God on tonight, on today. Amen. Just for who he is in our lives, in my life. We thank God for our online audience being with us on this morning. We thank God for your faithfulness in continuing to join with us here at our father's house in the beautiful garden city of Orangeburg, South Carolina. Amen. Praise God. I don't know about you, but I believe in praising my pond. It may be a small pond, Amen, but I'm praising this pond. Amen. That God has allowed us to be in. And I believe that that the hand of God is upon this city, that He's going to do great things. In this city for his purpose. Let's go into the word of God. we are going to go back to Nehemiah where I was a couple of weeks ago. Nehemiah the second chapter. And the 17th verse we're going to start there then we're going to go into Nehemiah the fourth chapter. And um, after that I want to go over into Ephesians. There's something that I want to read in Ephesians. The fourth chapter. So, let's start in Nehemiah. I believe if I read enough scripture, I won't have to preach as long. And I heard somebody say yes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, Nehemiah two. I'm going to read this out of the Amplified version. This is then I said to them. This is Nehemiah, and we told you the story about Nehemiah how he. Um, had heard about the condition of Jerusalem and he went before the king and got permission to go back to Jerusalem to rebuild the wall. And here Nehemiah is talking to the men that he had gathered together. Then I said unto them, You see the bad condition that we are in, how Jerusalem is desolate and lies in ruin and is its gates have been burned with fire i want you to envision here amen this city of jerusalem being laid in ruin and the gates burned into rubbish come let us rebuild the wall of jerusalem so that we will no longer be in disgrace then i told them how the hand of my god had been favorable to me and also about the words that the king had spoken to me, and they said, "Let us rise up and build." So they thoroughly supported the good work. I want you to look at the scripture here because it's very important inside of the context of my message on today. Nehemiah, a man discussing with the children, uh, the people that were with him, condition the condition that the nation and the city of jerusalem was in but he also shared with him amen the favor that god had given him from the king a man who had given him permission to go back into jerusalem and to rebuild the wall and not only that but given him a pass amen as he went back from other kings to a man be assistant to him but then i i i got to the Uh, 18th verse and uh, um, and it said now after Nehemiah has spoken to them these men that were with him heard what was going on and they said let us rise up and what build so they thoroughly supported the good work. Let's go to the fourth chapter, because I have to be careful that I don't get excited before my time. Uh, the fourth verse in the sixth verse sixth chapter, a fourth chapter in the sixth verse, says, So built we the wall, and all the wall was joined together unto the half thereof. For the people had a mind to work and now I want to go to Ephesians the fourth chapter and the 16th verse Ephesians 4 16 says this from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplies according to the effectual working in the measure of every part maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. I want to talk to us just for a few minutes on this morning uh, from this particular subject, working together for the cause. Working together for the cause. There come a time in our lives where we identify causes for action. As we taught this lesson a couple of weeks ago we we talked from the subject they all had a mind to work but now i want us to understand that something inside of that message that was extracted was uh, they worked together for a cause okay they were moved by a cause I want you to ask your neighbor that are near you, said, Neighbor, have you ever been moved by a cause? When we talk about a cause, we are talking about something that gives rise to an action or a condition. It is the reason or stimulant that produces an action or a reaction. In other words, it's the reason why I do a thing. It is my motivation. Why do I get up in the morning? Is there a cause? (laughs) The reality of the fact is at some point in all of our lives, we are motivated by a cause. We exist with causes. We, We go to work every day. Because of a cause. I have to take care of my family. I have to pay my rent. I have to have food. So there is a cause why I get up 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock in the morning when I feel like sleeping, but I get up because there is a cause. We go to school because of a cause. Some of us may be in there because mama and daddy. But there are some of us, as we get into our higher learnings, we embrace a cause for ourselves. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a nurse. I want to be a lawyer. I want to be in corporate America. So I'm going to go to a college or a school of higher learning because so we all exist with causes the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King um, was a patriarch in America as it relates to the civil rights movement why because of a cause because of the condition that black America were experiencing and not just black America because he was not just one that was concerned about black America he was concerned about all America and and, and because of that cause uh, he gave his time and effort and ultimately his life for a cause he that lives Without a cause is one that drifts listlessly with very, very little or minimal, if any, accomplishments. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, do you have a cause? When we look at the story here in the lesson of Nehemiah, I said all of that to get to this. But we look at the story here of Nehemiah because I want us to understand something here uh, 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 as we go into my lesson. It is the will of God that we rally together a people in the church that will embrace the cause of God. And as we look at Nehemiah here, uh, uh, and we know the story as we've said it on week before last, and we are saying it again on today. Nehemiah heard of the condition of Jerusalem from Hanan. And he told them how the, the walls had been torn down and were continually laid in ruin, and those inhabitants there were still uh, uh, being deprived of, uh, amen, a good life. And Nehemiah was moved by the cause. (laughs) But I wanna look at this today because this is where I wanna go to because Nehemiah was moved to the point that he did something about it. There comes a time in our lives, you all, that uh, uh, you may have instigators, amen, that will recognize a cause and bring it to you. Nehemiah recognized the cause But he also recognized that uh, dealing with the cause, he would need assistance. So Nehemiah got some men together. He got the the men of Jerusalem together, and they went down into Jerusalem. And Nehemiah surveyed the land and what was going on. And after Nehemiah surveyed the land, Nehemiah came back. And we see here in the 17th verse of the second chapter of Nehemiah, Nehemiah began to discuss with them the condition. What was going on? And how the walls have been torn down and laid in ruin. But the part that really, really excites me is that after Nehemiah spoke to the men, you see, Nehemiah was moved by the cause. But after Nehemiah spoke with the men, the Bible said they too became moved by the cause and said now yes let us rise up and build the wall and the bible said they supported the work look at your neighbors work they supported the work thoroughly in other words they hung in there until the job was done you'll find out as we read the third chapter and i'm not going to go in there you'll find out in the third chapter of nehemiah amen how different ones had different uh, talents and different gifts and they worked on the wall there were some that had a uh, uh, masonry skills some that had carpentry skill some that had other skills but they all worked together to rebuild the wall when we look at the condition of our world today because I want us to see the relevance of nehemiah's situation in today's society when we look at the condition of our world today there's so much that's going on i i wonder how many of us in the body of christ have ever been moved by the cause of what we see happening around us. We turn on the news and I discuss this regularly, but I it's relevant and it's prevalent, so I fear that it needs to be discussed until somebody, amen, embrace the cause. We turn on our television and we see, amen, the constant depravity of our uh, this world and not there was one time we would say this nation but it's not just this nation it's the nations of the world the moral compass of our societies have been totally turned upside down and there's constant violence and there's constant senseless killing and there's no longer any real value For life the value is simply on me myself and I now the reality of the fact is we see that we see that but I wonder how many of us after we see the condition we're moved by the cause or had it just become a conversation piece. Nehemiah, after hearing from Hananiah, could have very easily said, like a lot of us, Oh, my God, look at what's happening in Jerusalem. Oh, the walls are torn down and, and everything. But I thank God that I'm here in the palace. And, and God has blessed me. You, you, you know how we are. You're, you're, oh, so much, but I thank God. But I, and, and it's good to thank God for where he's brought you, but how many of us are moved enough to say, okay, God, you brought me up. Show me how I can go in and help somebody else out. We get so caught up on the blessings that God had poured out on us that we forget that somebody else had not gotten where we are. And I've learned inside of Scripture that many times God blesses you so that you can bless others. God don't bless you so that you can sit head and shoulders above the rest and look at, uh, look at where God has brought me. No, look at those that are still where you came from and ask God, God, what is it that you would have? The church has become a place where you have self-seeking individuals that are coming to find out how they can better their lives, but nothing about God helping me so that I can help somebody else. The reality of the fact is every Believer should be moved by a cause. We should be moved by the cause of Christ. Instead of asking God, What are you going to do for me? We should be asking God, What would you have? me to do okay if we understand the move of god and the hand of god we will understand that as we embrace the cause of god god takes up our issues he told the disciples in john the sixth chapter he said seek ye first what the kingdom of god and what his righteousness. In other words, you embrace the cause of God, and God will take up your cause. And He said, and all these things will be added unto you. But we flipped that around. God, you bless me. You ever heard somebody say, "God, if you bless me, I'm going to do this"? And no, God said, "No, no, that's not. You do this, and I'll bless you. I know how to take care of you. Just take care of my business." Lord, what is it that you would have me do? Stop talking about it so much. And do it. Oh, yes, we can get together and we can talk about what's happening. Child, what this world is coming to. Oh, my God. Look at, look at what they're killing. There's a whole lot, or oh, so much is going on in our world and in our society. Oh yes, we can talk about it, but how many of us will avail ourselves to God? I said, so God, what is it that you want know me to do? What have you impacted me with to help carry out? your will in the earth. Now that's very, very important for the believers because the reality of the fact is every believer has been impacted by God with something to do in carrying out his mission in the earth. But instead of us understanding what God has impacted us with or my measure, God, what is my measure? We want to know, God, how you going to bless me? you know what my Bible tells me? My Bible tells me in Colossians, the third chapter, and the first verse, in fact, he says, Ye then, that if you then be risen with Christ, that's believers now, if you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above and not on those things that are beneath. Set your affections. In other words, as believers, While we direct our focus on what's happening around us and what I can get, God, you know, change your focus. God, what is it that you would have me do? When God knocked Saul off of his beast as he was going to get uh, 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 the decree signed to persecute the saints, And the first word that came out of Saul's mouth was, Lord, what would you have me to do? What do you want out of my life? God, how have you impacted me to make a difference? Can I share something with you? I don't care who you are, I don't care what background you came from, if you're born again, God has impacted you with something to work in the kingdom of God. The reality of it is, is... We were born again with a cause. Can can, can I share that with you? We were born again with a cause. The problem is, is that many of us, when we were born again, it was not discussed to us the cause. Instead of letting you know that God saved you for a purpose, God want to use you, Kofi. God has purpose for your life, Gary, Shanette. Instead of doing, God want to bless you. God want to make you a millionaire. God want to do this. And consequently, instead of us trying to find out what it is that God had given me to affect the earth, we're trying to find out where we're going to get our next blessing from. Okay. Now understand this god does not have a problem blessing us he does not have a problem making ways for us but i want you to understand in the midst of all of that the ultimate goal and objective of god is that he will position us that we will fulfill his will in the earth god will bless you so that you can further carry out his will we were born again with a cause the bible tells us in second corinthians the fifth chapter said, "Therefore, what if what any man be in Christ Jesus, if any man is born again, okay? Therefore, if any man be in Christ Jesus, all things are passed away, and what all things are become new." Now look at the next verse. The 18th verse says, "And all things are of God, who has reconciled us." unto himself by Christ Jesus. He brought us into right relationship with him. He brought us into the kingdom of God. He's the one that made us sons of God. But look at what it says now, and hath given unto us the ministry of of reconciliation. In other words, he said, "When I saved you, I impacted you with a cause. I put in your heart the minister of reconciliation. That thing that will compel you to get up and go out and tell somebody else about what he's done for you." The Bible says, "Let the redeemed of the Lord say so." But if i'm not taught that if i'm taught that salvation is nothing more than an avenue for me to be blessed then that's going to be the motivation for my to church that's going to be the motivation of my prayer Come on. would you do this for me would you look at the person close to you And tell them that God has purpose for your life. The Bible says um, in Matthew the 5th, chapter 14, and the 16th verse says, What ye are the light of the world. Isn't it amazing how much we can miss the truth of God when God looked at us? And this is Jesus talking to his disciples now as he was preparing them for their ministry after he left he said now you are when I look at you you are the light of the world light has purpose light exposes darkness light exposes in the enemy he said you are the light of the world about it if we could just embrace what's being said here. We get upset because our politicians are off course as relates to bringing peace in different things. But God said, so when I look at you, you are the light. The politicians aren't the light, you are the light. You are the light of the world. And he says in the 16th verse, he says, let your light, believers, Believers, saints of God, sons of God, let your light so shine before men. Why? That they may see your good works and glorify God which is in heaven. That's a cause. But how many of us will so position ourselves that when we go on our jobs, we'll let our light shine? When we we're in school our lights are shining. When we we're at our family reunion is there not a cause we'll talk about them we'll talk about how deplorable situations are and how bad things are oh child but how many of us will take some time to turn on the light I remember the song that says everybody ought to what? Hold the light. We, the church, sons of God, the believers, have been commissioned by God to impact the world. Let me say that again. We, the church, the born again believers, the sons of God, the saints of the Most High King, have been commissioned by God to impact the world, to impact our cities, to impact our families. Jesus told his disciples one of the last instructions he gave his disciples before being taken up. This was after a man, his death, burial, and resurrection. He told the disciples, he said, now go ye, where? Into all the world. I I need you to see God's focus here because if we can see where God's focus is, then we can see how far we are away from his focus. Jesus said, Now, I want you to understand my command to you, which represents the body of Christ. He said what? Go ye into what? All the world and do what? Make disciples of all nations. them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and what, lo, I'll be with you always. I want you to understand something. I have a mission for you to carry out. So we, the church, have been called by God and given a mission from God to do more than pursue riches, wealth. And if I could say this without anybody jumping on me, even good health. You see, let me share let me share this with you. The church is not Wall Street where you find out how you can become wealthy or rich. It's not the hospital where you can go and get healed. And and I'm going to come back to that because I know I, I, I already feel But when we look at the church as God have left it inside of Scripture, the church is God's training center for the sons of God to develop, cultivate, and train us for the work of God. Now, healing do take place in the church. But that's not the ultimate objective of the church. Okay. There are folk that God blesses financially and uh, 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 give us great wealth. But that's not the ultimate objective of the church. If that's all you're coming to church for, you can get your body healed and still go to hell. You can get your body healed and still not do the work of ministry come on you can become wealthy and never embrace the purpose and the cause of God But our objective in the church, now I need you to look at this because when Jesus uh, uh, was here in the earth, even though he healed folk, his ministry was always directed in bringing the people to the point where they could understand your mission in the earth is to be as I am. Come on. As God developed the church we find in Ephesians, the fourth chapter and the 11th verse, very familiar passage of the scripture, we quote this all the time, and he gave some, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, for what? For what? For the perfecting of the saints, for what? For the work of the ministry. God said, when I construct my church and set up my uh, 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 institution, I'm going to give gifts in the body. I'm going to raise up apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. But I'm going to commission them that when the people come in, perfect them for the work of the ministry. My job in your life is to teach you how to Teach you how to identify your gifts. Teach you how to work. God bless you. But God's not not work. The church is where we come to learn how to work. I I I, I want to say this because uh um God has put this in my heart. I, I said this earlier, and I want to reemphasize this. Every believer have been impacted by God with something. If you could just say that to yourself, you don't have to say it to anybody. Say that to yourself. I have been impacted by God for the work of the ministry. The fact is that we are all gifted, and and I want to say this because uh, uh, um, I don't want anybody in the church, in the body of Christ, uh, to think uh, that I am just out here without any purpose. We are all gifted. You know what the Bible said? The Bible said inside of that same fourth chapter uh, uh, of Ephesians, he said, but unto every one of us believers had been given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ according to the measure according to what God has ordained for our lives and the mission that God had placed on our lives he said every one of us have been given grace God has favored every one of us. You may not stand behind this pulpit, but God has given every one of you grace according to what it is that he has ordained for your lives. Don't ever think that because I'm not this one, because I'm not like that one, that I have no significance. No, every one of us have significance in the body of Christ and in the work of the ministry. And if we don't see that, what happens is that so much of the work of God will go undone because we have some folk that God has impacted with gifts. They don't feel that they're significant, so so consequently, that thing is never done. But I want you to realize that every one of you that have been born again God said, I have impacted you with something to help work ministry in the earth. You gotta know that. You gotta know that. And stop looking at somebody else. Stop looking at what somebody else is doing. What we do, we we place what we consider importance. On different giftings, and consequently, because we place importance on different giftings, then now we have aspirations for those giftings that we think we deem most important. But my Bible tells me that every member in the body has significance. The toe cannot say to the hand, we have no need of you because it's just as important to to the operation of the body as the hand or the feet. Everyone is significant. God wants you to understand something. The same blood that runs through the hand runs through the toe. Come on. We have to embrace that. Let, let me let me let me skip out into that. I, I, I need to close this. We've talked about the cause. We've talked about the gifting. Let me let me do this. How many believe that you have been impacted by God with something for the ministry? Let me take you here. The real significance of all of that is not just that we have been impacted or that we have been gifted. The real significance is can we work together to accomplish the mission. One of the greatest tragedies to success is the inability of men and women to work together to accomplish God. If you read Corinthians, first Corinthians the twelfth chapter, and I'm not going to go in there, I just I want to sometime read that. The bible talks about the different operations of ministry in the body the different administrations of the gift it talks about the different gifts but the bible said they all work together to accomplish the one goal that god had for us we must the body of christ must develop relationship skills Bishop, we must learn how to relate with each other working together to accomplish the will and the purpose of God understanding that we may have different callings different giftings but the significance is that, that can we work together to accomplish the will of of God the tragedy is so many of us in the body of Christ because you are not like me then we can't work together No, my God Bible tells me that God created us differently so that we can work together in order to accomplish his will when God got ready to create man when God created man in the garden and God gave Adam uh, instructions about Reproducing and multiplying and taking care of the earth and God the Bible said is not good for what? Man to be alone. I want you to look at this. He said, I'm going to make for him what? A helpmeet. Why didn't God make another Adam? God didn't make another Adam. God made an Eve. Difference. Look at your neighbor and say difference. You see, God understood that as we go through life, he's going to take differences and work them together in order to accomplish his will. Why is it that you think the enemy has attacked the order of God so much in the earth is because he does not want the will and the purpose of God, amen, to come? God said, I take differences. I give this one this ability, this one that ability, but I'm going to show them how to work together in order to accomplish my will in the earth when God constructed the body of Christ uh, he constructed us with different uh, abilities and different gifts uh, but we have to learn how to what Work together. Stop worrying about the differences. The problem with us is we make our differences things that keep us apart. No, our differences are the thing that we should work together because you have something that I don't have, and I have something that you don't have, but if we work them together, we can accomplish something great. Come on. But we allow our differences to separate us. Differences have never been designed to separate us. Differences have been designed to work together. You don't find any corporation (laughs) that will start a corporation and hire a CEO, another CEO, another CEO, another CEO, another CEO. He realizes that I, have to, I gotta have some accountants. I gotta have some managers, folks that know how to manage people. I gotta have some folk that know how to hire. Come on. And and all of that, and then then I gotta have somebody that's gonna be able to work. Does it mean that one of them have more significance than the other? It may be according to pay, but if you take away the workers on the line, I don't care how great that CEO is, the product will never get to the consumer. Why? Because there's no working together. Come on. We established them like that because we understand if I can get all of these different parts working together i can produce a product that's going to go out and touch somebody's life and this is what god is saying god is saying i've set some in the church i've given gifts of healing gifts of knowledge gifts of uh, uh, discernment. I place all of these gifts in the church, but you got to learn how to work together. Stop thinking that I'm better than the other just because they don't see like I see. No, there's some things that they can do that you don't do that you need them in order to help you go forward with what you got to do. So we got to learn how to what? Work together. One of the problems. And this is something that really disturbs me in the body of Christ, that we develop cliques. Cliques, cliques, however you want to pronounce it? We develop cliques in the church based on similarities. And this clique don't want to have anything to do with that clip because they don't have the same gifting that I have. Yo, we 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 got to destroy that. This one over here. Don't want to have anything to do with this one over here because we are a part of uh, the. Ushers. Well, we're part of the praise team. And the ushers get together and they go out and they do things together. And they're bonding. But the praise team take offense to that because they didn't invite me out. Come on, I want to see something. Because this is what the enemy And consequently now, when it's time to work together because we have allowed these little differences to separate us, we are not able to work together effectively. When we get together, well, I can say this as pastor. There are times that you can feel the tension between individuals They may never say anything, but you can feel it. Why? Because we have not learned how to what? Work together. Henry Ford said this. He said, coming together notes the beginning. Anybody, anything, before you can do anything, you got to come together. Coming together is the beginning. Staying together notes progress. If we can stay together, that means we're okay. We're progressing. But working together notes success. You got folk that come together, but they don't stay together long enough in order to get success. You got some folk that come together and stay together geographically but never learn how to work together. The success of anything is being able to work together for the common goal. There's a saying that said teamwork is dream work. We're in the midst of One of the most, I guess, significant sports period where we have two sports that are vying for crowns. We have the NFL and probably some others like the hockey, but I don't follow them. NFL and NBA. And when an owner, he hires president of operations. he hires general manager, he hires coach and coaches, and then they draft a team. All of those areas have different job responsibilities, but they still have a common goal to win it. it is a responsibility of the president of operations, the general manager, the coach, and the coaches to be able to get those players to work together for a common community. Everybody on the football team and not quarterbacks. You got running backs, you got wide receivers, you got guards, you got tackles, you got defensive players. All of these have their own individual area of responsibility. But the halfback cannot say to the quarterback, oh, I, oh I, I, I'm the best, I don't need to. No, he can't run if the quarterback don't give him the ball. And then he can't say, I don't have any need of the guard because if the guard doesn't block the opponent, I don't care how good he is, he's not going to get so far. What am I saying? All of them work together in order to accomplish a common goal and I want us to see this in the body of Christ we've got to all embrace our calling stop looking at what somebody else has, and thank God that you have impacted me with something now God show me where it is that you want me to work so that now we can work together in order to accomplish your mission in the earth there's a job that God wants to be done in the city of Orangeburg through this ministry and God had given every one of us giftings. I love ministry I've been in ministry for over 50 years the pastor a church in Jamaica where as a result we oversaw other ministries 2012 god sent us back home to start ministry i have sense enough to know that my longevity in the ministry does not overlook the fact that I still need folk to work with me in the ministry. I don't care how well I can construct a message, <clears throat> how well I can teach Bible principles, the work that God wants to be done through this ministry is not going to be done by myself, and Pastor Carliner. God has commissioned us to rally together a troop that he himself had already impacted with giftings. See, many of you, God gifted you before you came here. Come on. God knew what he wanted to do here. So he sent you here. I I got a Close. I gotta close. <laughs> the Bible says in Corinthians, first Corinthians twelve chapter. Um, I think it's around the eighth verse, eighteenth verse. He says, But God had placed every one of us in the body as it had what? Pleased what? Him. In other words, God said, I placed you where you need to be at the moment so that you could either work ministry or be cultivated toward ministry. God said, I placed you. And when I go to my scripture text in Ephesians, the fourth chapter, the 16th verse the bible says from whom the whole body how many folk we have in here that's a part of the body of christ the bible said from whom the whole body the entire body is fitly joined together and compacted by that which what every joint supplies That means every one of us have a supply to the whole. The joint is where we come together to distribute the supply. Every joint should have a supply working through it where we are feeding off of each other in order to accomplish the will of God. It said according to the effectual working in every part, every part. You are a part, you are a part, you are a part. And as I embrace my part and and we come together, then now we are supplying to each other so that now the entire body can be built up to do the work of God. If I leave anything with you on today, I want to leave with you this thought, that every one of you that are born again have been impacted by God to do something inside of the work of God. Now you have to avail yourselves, position yourselves, so that now you can be perfected for the work of the ministry. And we can go on and do what God has ordained for us. Hezekiah Walker sang this song. I need you. You need me. We're all a part of God's body. Stand with me agree with me we are all a part of God's body it is his will that every need be supplied you are important to me I need you to survive you ought to look at somebody and say I need you to survive looking for a multitude. I'm looking for somebody that's ready to work. Okay. I'm not looking for the numbers. I'm looking for the friends. I can have 150. The work that God has called us, us. us to do, us to do in this city, in I state, and ultimately in this so nation. Yes. Amen. How many, so How many believe that? How many believe that. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord again. <clears throat> again, we thank God for you. We thank God for your hearts and your willingness to work um and we're going to go forth my heart is open and my spirit is open to really continue to hear from the lord amen concerning the next moves that he had for us as he give them to us we we'll give it to you all so that we can go forth together amen and accomplish the will of god amen i want you to get an offering in your hands you that are here you that are online Amen. I want you to get an offering in your hand. Those of you that are online, I want you to embrace the word also. God has purpose for your lives. You're a part of the body of Christ. And God has impacted you with something to effect his will in the earth. Allow God to bring that forth. So that we can all work together to accomplish his will. Get that offering in your hands. If you would. Your giving is also a
1: part of the work of God.
0: Very integral part of the work of God. We know that you were blessed by today's message. We have to not only be listeners of the Word of God, but also doers. To find out what your next steps may be, simply go to ofhorangeburg.com forward slash next. Come again next week, where we will make sure you have a place to find God.